I have sinned. Well, have I got your attention, friend? Let's talk about the confession of sin here today from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Well, thank you to our J-Web for his kind words and greetings to all of you. Thank you for being with us today, and we appreciate you listening to our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. Can I ask a quick favor of you? It won't cost you a thing, because everything we do here is free. I want to ask you, when you have opportunity, give us a call at our toll-free number, 855-444-6988. That's 855-444-6988. And let us know where you're hearing our broadcast from. People listen to us worldwide in one mode or another, and we'd like to know where you're listening to our broadcast. won't take you but a moment, and we would appreciate your call. I have sinned. You know... Those are difficult words to say, aren't they? No one likes to admit that he or she has done wrong. In fact, many would consider those the three hardest words to say with all sincerity. At least seven Bible characters said, I have sinned. Pharaoh in Exodus 9.27, Balaam in Numbers 22.34, Achan in Joshua 7 in verse 20, King Saul in 1 Samuel 15.24, Job in Job 7 and verse 20, Judas in Matthew 27 verse 4, and the prodigal son Luke 15 verse 18. The tragedy is that we have every reason to doubt the sincerity of most of these, and some of them confessed only after being caught in their sin and backed into a corner. They serve to illustrate the difficulty of openly and honestly saying, I have sinned. Let's talk about the confession of sin today. Let's talk about to whom should we confess sin, how should we confess sin, and why should we confess sin. We'll do that in a moment, but first, a few words from our J-Web. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. That's internationalgospelhour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app, Request our newsletter and ask for our free Bible study by mail. Also, check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Okay, then, let's continue today's study. And friends, while they're at our website, if you would like to drop us a line there and tell us where you're hearing our broadcast We would appreciate that as well. Just click on the contact tab, and we'll be glad to read your message. Thank you again. Let's talk about the confession of sin and our first question, to whom should we confess sin? All sin is a personal affront to God and should be confessed to Him. Commenting on his sin with Bathsheba, David confessed to God in Psalm 51.4, Against you, you only, have I sinned. Well, now, what about David himself or Bathsheba? What about Uriah? David's family. What about the nation of Israel? Wasn't his sin against them too? Well, yes, but it was primarily against God. All sin is. 
Joseph realized this principle when he was tempted to sin by Potiphar's wife. He exclaimed in Genesis 39.9, How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Committing adultery with her would have been a sin against himself, his master, and his master's wife, but it would also have been against God, and Joseph knew it. Common sense would tell us that the confession of our sin should also be extended to anyone else against whom we have sinned. The prodigal son realized that his sin had been against both God and his father. Therefore he said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no more worthy to be called your son, Luke 15:21. In this regard, I have long believed that the confession of a sin should be as public as the commission of it. This means that private sins should be confessed privately to those involved, and public sins should be confessed publicly so that all may know. This is why Christians who sin openly and publicly should confess that sin before the church. Those who know about the sin have a right to know about the change in attitude and action. And a good example of that is Simon in Acts chapter 8, when he confessed unto Peter who had rebuked him. Next, how should we confess sin? Well, in a word, we should confess our sins unreservedly. Instead of trying to minimize them, hide them, or shift the blame for them to others, we must honestly confess them. We must say, I have sinned, period. Not, I did it, but, or, I have sinned because of... Well, in our private confessions, we should be very specific in confessing our sins. The person who is guilty of lying should be honest enough to say, God, forgive me for lying. There is something very therapeutic in naming our sins to God. And there is also a need to openly and generally confess our sinfulness. I mean, the publican in Luke 18.13 did not catalog his sins. He simply prayed, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And his attitude stands in stark contrast to the proud, self-righteous Pharisee in the same story. Remember, it was the publican who went down to his house justified, and not the Pharisee. Both men were sinners. One knew it and would confess it. The other would do neither. Friends, why should we confess sins? Well, there is no forgiveness from God for those who refuse to confess their sins. An acknowledgment of sin is the first step toward forgiveness. Writing to Christians, John said, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. We have God's word on the matter. He will forgive those who sincerely confess. He will not go back on the promise he has made through Jesus Christ. A Scottish proverb says, Open confession is good for the soul. Oh, friends, it is more. It is absolutely essential for forgiveness and a fellowship with God. And this confession of sin should certainly come with a firm resolution to forsake sin. True confession springs from the guilt and grief of doing wrong, and it is followed by a reformation of life. We also confess our sins so that we may have peace with ourselves and our fellow man. Unconfessed sins trouble us, and, well, they should. And David knew this. He said, When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the draught of summer, Psalm 32, 3 and 4. But David also knew the joy and peace that followed confession. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sins, Psalm 32, 5. 
Thank God for forgiveness. You know, it is said that a fox takes its victim by the throat so that the prey can make no noise. And in the same way, Satan would prefer our being silent concerning our sins. Every time we are silent, he wins a victory. If we do not confess our sins, they will destroy us. At first they will prick our conscience, and then they will sear it, 1 Timothy 4.2. They will pollute our heart, Mark 7.20-23, and will paralyze our will. They will enslave us, John 8.34, and at last they will close heaven's gates against us, Romans 6.23 and Revelation 22.14-15. and 15. Well, honestly, friends, contrition and a desire to please and obey God demand that we cry out with David the words from Psalm 51.3, For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Dear friends, let's think on these things. And when we talk about confession of sin, we're, we're speaking from this study of the Christian, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23 and the wages of sin is death, but eternal life, or but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6.23. And when we go back to 1 John 1 and verse 9, dear friends, many times that is mentioned to the individual who is the alien sinner, the one who is not a Christian, but that is writing in the text to Christians because he's speaking to those who are walking in the light, 1 John 1, nine. So, Should we as alien sinners, those that are not obedient to the gospel of Christ, confess our sins? Well, our confession needs to be to confess Christ or to confess our faith before man. Confession of sins is available to the Christian that's walking in the light, responding to the commands of our Lord. Now, dear friends, I know I may have brought forth some things that, wow, I've never quite heard that before. We'd like to help you in your studies of these matters. That's why through our broadcast, we always try to offer a tool of Bible study just for you. Sometimes we can offer two of them in a broadcast, and on our longer broadcast, three. All of our things, all of our studies are free from International Gospel Hour. So here is our J-Web to tell you how you can receive your free Bible study course available by mail. And I'll be back to wrap up our broadcast. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. What a joy that we could talk about the confession of sin today, to whom and how we should and why we should. And I want to give a nod to Tom Miller for this study today. I have brought forth several lessons concerning sin, how to address sin, the nature of sin, from a copy of The Messenger from May of 1995, going through my library and clearing out a few things. I came across this fantastic material that allows us to record this for the future. And I want to thank the Southeast Institute of Biblical Studies, and then it was called the East Tennessee School of Preaching. 
located in Knoxville, Tennessee, for this publication. And I appreciate that we can turn back the clock, if you will, and bring forth some powerful lessons. So again, our thanks to Tom Miller and others that we've mentioned throughout this broadcast. Folks, I'm so glad you've joined me today for our studies here from the International Gospel Hour. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me, and I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, as always, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today, To God Goes All the Glory, and we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,